0: Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. How are you doing today, Michael, on this beautiful fall
1: day? You know, I'm, I'm thawing out. I, I went to a football game last night, and it was 64 degrees. I had to bust out the heavy coat. It's getting cold. Okay,
0: so this is now my new reality. <laughs> okay, we, we, my wife left the windows open in our bedroom when we went to bed a couple of nights ago. And I woke up and it was 40 degrees, 40 degrees outside. It was like, it was like 54 degrees in our bedroom. I wanted to die. I said, this is cold. This is cold. Then I went to play golf a week ago, Monday. And two words I haven't heard in a very long time. Frost delay, frost delay. So yeah, I'm in a new reality here. But I will tell you, Western North Carolina is Everything they said it was with beauty—the mountains, the leaves—fabulous. Uh, it's stunningly beautiful here, and uh, really feel blessed to be here in Asheville, North Carolina. So good place to be. It's all right. We can we can still play golf uh, until it snows. Uh, so we're we're good.
1: uh what's the snow thing you're talking about?
0: Yeah, I know it. It's uh-huh. snow. You ready for this? It snowed last night north of Asheville because you're at higher elevation up there. Uh, but yeah, they had snow and ice. Our daughter in Arizona had to send us a, an alert about it. And sure enough, it snowed up there last night. So we're we're just low enough. That's not our issue. Nice. Be careful. Hunker down. Well, let me tell you, you know, uh, Having traveled quite a bit uh, this uh, this year, uh, South Africa, and then off to Hawaii on family vacation, had a lot of time to watch movies on airplanes, and one of the movies I got to watch was the one we're gonna do today, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, and this movie was released March 25, 2022. And I will tell you, with very little fanfare, when it was released, I hadn't heard of it. It wasn't heavily advertised anywhere. Uh, not a big budget movie. $25 million to make this movie with a box office return of $141.2 million. Yep. So, And I think more of the box came after all the, um, the awards. You know, all the critics started talking about it, and then the awards started rolling in.
1: So, uh, I am DB only had uh, fourteen million to make on a budget. So,
0: yeah, I went a little digging on that one. Sometimes IMDb does not give you all the information. I got no, twenty-five. True. Now, the directors of this it was a success. Are, yeah. Oh, this Definitely. is a success. This is, you know, and again, we said this last week in our promo for this movie, the most decorated movie at the Academy Awards for the year 2022. I mean, this thing took just about everything. The only one it didn't get was Best Actor, which uh went to Brandon Frazier for the movie The Whale, which is a phenomenal role. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah, it it's a heartbreaker. It's a hard watch. It really is. Now the directors of this movie are two kids. I mean I, I have to call them that. They're like kids. They're so young. Daniel Kwan and daniel scheinhart and they together collaborated on a a movie that was very critically acclaimed one that i have not heard of swiss army man haven't heard of it but they both worked on it and daniel uh, scheinhart also worked on the death of dick long beyond that this is like cutting edge brand new yeah welcome to directing in hollywood kind of uh, directors this was something that fresh
1: this is a deep movie and and think about the different uh what do i want to say right now the different areas the different uh worlds you know this was this was a hard one to direct they did an excellent job
0: oh they did they did and you know beyond directing they wrote it (laughs) they produced it this is their unique work collaborative work now Those that were in the movie, by far and away, the majority of the actors and actresses are are characters, uh, are are people we see playing characters in Asian movies. Right. Uh, That's what we see. So let's go through the cast. I I don't have a long list today. Again, we're trying to cut this back, but we have so much fun researching these people. Uh, Playing the lead, Evelyn Wong is played by Michelle Yee. And we know her from lots and lots of stuff. We've had her on Christ Culture in Cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been in the James Bond movie, Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, we had her in Crazy Rich Asians. Um great in that. Oh, she's terrific in that. No, I mean, uh,
1: not on purpose, but it was fun to watch.
0: Oh, she <laughs> was hilarious in that yeah. movie. She was in a very, you know, very famous uh, kung fu movie, Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um we have her in Minions: The Rise of Gru. Here is a movie she was great in by the way, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She yep. is tremendous in that. Another great, a critically acclaimed movie, Memoirs of a Geisha. Uh, you can't beat her in that. She was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, she's in Mummy Tomb of the uh, of the Dragon. I, she's in a lot of stuff. Um, and you're talking about a woman who really deserved the Academy Award for a lifetime of work, not only for this role. So I'm glad to see the Academy recognize her.
1: She was good. And, oh. and and in this one movie, how many different characters did she play?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. And it's crazy. Part of the
1: movie, so. And
0: we'll get to that. Now, yeah. playing her daughter, Joy Wong, is Stephanie Hugh. And again, I have to bring it up. Most recently, we know her from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. If you haven't seen The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, that is absolutely, positively brilliant. And that series is now concluded, uh, but she has a very key role in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, she's also in Joyride. There's a great comedy, Poker Face. Uh, she's also in Shang-Chi, The Legend yep. of the Ten Rings. You know, So again, you're starting to see we'll some of this over. Yeah. repetitiveness uh, of Asian actors in these very specific Asian movies now playing Waymond Wang and Waymond, uh, is Evelyn's husband in the movie, is played by Ki Hu Kwan. All right, where yeah. do we know him from? Come um,
1: on, do you want to go Indiana Jones or the Goonies
0: first? They're both, oh, we got to go Indiana Jones, both great, yeah, Indiana sure. Jones and the Temple of Doom. This is this is short, short stuff. This is short this round. is it. Short round. This short, is short, short round. And this is the prequel uh, Indiana Jones movie. And what was so cool, I mean, absolutely cool, was at the Academy Awards when Kihu Kwan went won the award for best supporting actor. That who was there to give him a hug? Harrison Ford. Absolutely. That was a tearjerker moment for any of us who grew up. With Indiana Jones to see this this kid grow up and win the Academy Award, very cool. And of course, you love him for which movie?
1: Well, uh, Goonies. He was uh, the Goonies. Know. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah, what's I interesting guess. about him? He he has all those movies in the eighties and early nineties. He does one in ninety seven, one in two thousand two, and he disappears. And so yeah. until after the uh, pandemic, I mean, twenty twenty one. Well. If you have a movie in 2021. I guess maybe you started pre pandemic. Who knows? But well, for some reason, he had a 20 year gap there. And yeah, now he's well, come
0: back strong. Yeah. Well, consider, you know, he's now in Loki. Loki uh, yeah. And he's in this new one, I think, Finding Ohana. But here's an old movie he was in. And I have to mention it because one day we may have to do it just for laughs Encino Man. Encino Man. He was yeah. in Encino Man yeah. with Brandon Frazier hilarious movie
1: that's a great movie he was okay, also now, I've, I've never heard of this uh tv series american born chinese have you heard, oh, heard yeah. Of it? The, and there's, are all three of them or just two of the three i saw that that's been come up
0: a couple times already well there's quite a few of them that are in yeah. it. yes now playing gong gong is james hung and okay another classic brilliant oh what a great career this guy has, right? 455
1: credits. I've never seen anything like this.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I just pulled out some of the uh, more recent things and some of the big ones. So, of course, Kung Fu Panda and Turning Red. He's a voice in those mm-hmm. uh, Sherlock gnomes. He's a voice in that Star Wars Rebels. He's a voice in that. He's just his voice roles. He's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, mm-hmm. But here's a classic that he's in, Big Trouble in Little China. Remember yeah. that movie with Kurt Russell? Well, that's the first one I had down. Oh, that. yeah. Yeah. But keep going. Well, he's in countless episodes of M.A.S.H. Uh, mm-hmm. as well. Where do you want to go with uh, Jane I, I, Kong? Rush Hour, of course. Mm. He was of Rush Hour, Balls mm-hmm. of Fury,
1: Wayne's World 2, Tango and Cash, The Golden Child with Eddie oh that's right i forgot about the golden he, child he played a role in airplane he was in <laughs> revenge of the nerds 2 oh yeah mm-hmm. blood sport 2 and 3 and four episodes each of both macgyver and doogie hauser i mean the guy's been all over he's been everywhere how, how old did you look at how old he is how old is he 94 get out of here yeah he, he's he, 94 years old born in 29 Wow. In, you didn't start acting until 54 and 455 credits. I this guy I I almost forgot how great he was.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, he's one of those classic shows up everywhere Hollywood actors. He's got more coming. Oh yeah. Not more. crazy. Now playing Deirdre uh uh Bowbeard is Jamie Lee. Curtis, <laughs> and she will win the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for this role. And I will tell you, she deserved it.
1: Yeah. She
0: deserved it. Now, we know Jamie Lee. We go in the Wayback Machine for Halloween. She oh. is Halloween. Yeah. Uh, A Fish Called Wanda, Freaky Friday. How about Trading Places, a Christ culture and cinema movie that we have done. True Lies, which may be my favorite role for her prior to this one. Uh, Christmas with the Cranks, Knives Out, another Christ culture and cinema movie. And then I have to mention Beverly Hills Chihuahua. (laughs) <laughs> why she's good in that why movie you have to Mention that, though? Oh, that movie is really fun it really is yeah jamie lee is fabulous she truly is and i am very glad she won the academy award for best supporting actress in this movie she really what? deserved it she really she did. did uh playing becky uh srager is tally metal uh, and again, very f- things I really did not know. Uh, Joy, Kevin, The Carnivores, Little Sister, Death Valley, a lot of little little bit roles, but nothing big, significant as these uh, other uh, other uh, actors and actresses are. Uh, another one in this. I, I know I only have two more uh, yeah, I, Rick, I
1: topped after the top five.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with these last two only because I love the guy's real name. Rick is played by Biff Wiff. <laughs>
1: that
0: there's the name. I mean, come on, Biff Whiff. But Biff Whiff, uh, iCarly, this new reboot of Night Court, Westworld, which was very successful, Brooklyn 99, 9 uh, L.A. Law. Now we're going to Wayback Machine, and you ready for this? He was in Moonlighting. Remember Ah, Moonlighting? Oh, yeah. Good Uh, one, Bruce Willis. And and Bruce Willis is not doing well, my friend. Ah, Uh, I keep reading these reports. It breaks my heart. It really does. And then finally, the last one I have is Chad, played by Harry Schoon Jr. And guess what movie he appears in? Crazy Rich Asians. You know, our Christ culture and cinema, one of our favorites. Shadowhunters, Grey's Anatomy, and All My Love. So that's the cast. There's other people in this movie, but really the big five that we focus on are Evelyn Wong, Joy Wong, Waymond Wong, Gong Gong, and Deirdre uh, Bowbeard. And and those are really the big five. I mean, that's what the movie is going to revolve around. And, And what we find in this movie, it's a very simple story at the onset. They run a laundry. You know, it's a place where they're you know they wash clothes. There's a uh, coin-operated washers and dryers there as well. The business is struggling. Evelyn is overwhelmed. Uh, her husband Waymond is a very kind guy, but clearly not a great businessman. Uh, Dad Gong Gong is just got a heap of Asian pressure on his daughter about success versus failure, wealth versus poverty. Uh, Raising the child, their daughter properly. Yeah, you know, Joy is your typical rebellious teenager, and as this movie begins, you're kind of watching it, going, "Where are we going with all of this?" Right. You know, and and well, Eve, you know, Evelyn has to go meet with uh, her IRS agent, who's Deirdre, because their their finances are messy. Her receipts are messy. And that enters Deirdre in it and you're going, okay, I am not getting all the hype yet. It it
1: started so slow. And and because of the subtitles, I literally I'm checking to make sure I have all my settings correct as far as do I have the subtitles on? Do I have the English on? Because you know it starts off they're they're speaking Chinese, they're subtitling it, and I'm thinking, did I did I have the wrong settings? It's just the way it starts. And, and she has a mix of English and Chinese in there. And then they slowly start to have more interaction. And it was a slow start to where I'm like, what did you have us watch? Right.
0: And now, mind you, and it, was I'm slow watching, until it wasn't. <laughs> and I want you to know this. Mind you, I'm watching this on the way to South Africa on an airplane. So it would have been real easy to just tune out and close my eyes and go to sleep. And I'm like, no, no, this movie is so much critical acclaim. We got to, we got to endure. We got to fight through the initial slow beginning, but the slow beginning is important because it sets the stage of what their life really and truly is. Right. And then all of a sudden, poor Evelyn (laughs) finds herself in the multiverse. Now, this idea or notion of parallel universes where we exist as different, same people, but with different lives, characteristics, qualities, challenges, successes, failures, all happening simultaneously. And Evelyn discovers she is the linchpin of holding the entire multiverse together
1: well and and i want to i want to point out to anybody that hasn't watched it yet this is not your normal time jump multiverse jump quantum jump you know at the beginning when all of a sudden her husband changes character and starts putting the ear things in and and telling her what's going to happen and writing it down all of a sudden she's in both places at once she's trying to focus you know she's in the broom closet trying to focus on what's going on with the irs agent but somebody else is talking to her and and you see her in both places. That's different. Yeah. it's not like what we've seen. That's definitely different writing, different directing. It was it was definitely that caught my attention. Like, what in the world? Because well, that was different than a lot of these movies we
0: watch. Exactly. Well, there's uh, a, there's another scene very uh, similar to that when she kind of takes out the the armed IRS agents that are coming for her. But meanwhile, like she's back in the elevator, kind of watching herself do all this stuff. Right. It's just you're you're sitting there going, "This is very different. This is this is is she imagining this? Is this really happening?" And and then the whole um, uh, as as people in her life are drawn into this story, uh, her husband Waymond, but also her daughter Joy, yeah. and all of well, a sudden now she's confronted with parental decisions parental disciplines and the like and in some of these parallel or alternate universes joy is joy is like the leader of the rebellious world i mean it's bizarre
1: it's very weird
0: but it but it causes her you can see this is now making her question her parenting questioning her business acumen questioning her marriage questioning how she is as a daughter right and i would tell you as she's confronting each one of these things which is holding the entire universe together on the shoulders of evelyn wong what we really see as we peel back the layers of this movie not too far below the surface is that evelyn is confronted with what we would put in the bucket of existential questions right questions about her own life in the present as she sees it unfolding in these parallel universes based on decisions she either makes or doesn't make things she does or doesn't do you know that that's what i see in this how about you
1: yeah it actually reminded me um sunday in confirmation uh we started lord's prayer and I was telling the kids, they're at that age now. Answers are not right and wrong. Choices are not right and wrong. Now you're at the age where you make a choice and then you work hard to make it correct. If something goes wrong, it doesn't mean you made a bad choice. Life is hard. And, and so we all have those moments as we grow up. What if? What if I had chosen this? What if I had done this? What if I didn't end up with them? What if, you know, you can play that game all you want. But the fact is, we don't know. We have a, a savior who's going to walk us through anything. It's our job to take what we have and make it work. And, and I don't think that's something we teach our kids early. They grow up thinking everything's right or wrong. And, and this is a great movie to talk about exploring the different options or, or worlds or what could have been, you know, if she had become an actress, a, a Kung Fu star, not followed her husband, had she listened to her father, you know, she's literally living out the what ifs. And yeah. comes back to what he, what she has, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny because most recently um, on my flight back from Hawaii, I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania, Which also confronts the viewer with these existential questions of what I... if. If we take a step back, Marvel has been enamored with this. I mean, we're now in season two of Loki on the streaming services, Disney+. Plus, and Loki is a massive deep dive into this uh, uh, kind of uh, parallel universe, etc. Fill in all the blanks. Uh, mania meets existential questions. It's the same thing. Loki is constantly uh pressing forward with these things it it tells me the audience is out it. there it's reflecting the culture we
1: we saw it with ahsoka when it came to um
0: anakin yes yes you know? yeah so these existential what if questions the reason the Hollywood and and the movie industry is is churning on these movies and why they're doing so well and why these streaming shows are popping up is that I do believe we are living in a time when people, because of technology and the instantaneous touch of, uh, of answers, has us questioning every single thing we think and every single thing we do. And existential questions like these are not easily answered. They're not. You know, as you put it with the kids, we can't just simply go, well, that was right and that was wrong. Especially when we're talking about life decisions. This movie has tons of life decisions. She's constantly, Evelyn is constantly questioning. Should she have been a kung fu star? Should she have been an academic? Should she have married her husband? Should she have been, you know, cast in this business role of keeping the books for the business and on and on and on and on and on. And yet that is what her life is. She has been wonderfully and purposefully created to be exactly who she is. And that's the little void where the church has a voice. And I don't know why we're so afraid to use it. Why we're so afraid to speak out in the midst of these existential crises that people are having to say. But God created you to be exactly who you are, right this very moment. Right. You know. Absolutely. I mean, how often we all have to be different. Yeah. How often do we meet people? Not everybody. We we talked about this once upon a time with the movie Judy. You know, not everybody is going to be a superstar. Not everybody is going to be the best singer or the best athlete or the smartest kid in the class. Ordinary is fairly extraordinary in the world today. It's not a bad place to be. And, you know, as you go through the progression of this movie of everything, everywhere, all at once, and the title is app is, is spot on, right? Because all of this is happening all at once to her. When you get to the end of this movie, we find a woman reconciling her life. In finding peace in exactly who she is. Finding peace in the love of her husband. Finding peace as a daughter of a grouchy old man. Finding peace of a mother uh, who has a rebellious teenager. And in that teenager, she sees herself. You know? I I think there's a certain beauty when we get to the end of this movie. That existential questioning is not bad. Provided we arrive at this is why we are who we are and where we are. You know, a- another movie that does this, by the way, uh, I haven't made you do it yet. I know, you're, you, know you're, you and your wife are parents of sons, um, but the movie Barbie does the same exact thing. I don't know if you realize that. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. You know, yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Margot Robbie is fantastic in it. Uh, so, same with Jake Gyllenhaal. It's a great movie in my estimation. But the existential questions are coming from a doll, from Barbie. And the way the movie ends, if you can't laugh at the end of the movie, then you you just don't know women. I mean, it's one of those... Uh, because Barbie is asking the existential question throughout of what does it mean to be Barbie versus what does it mean to be a human being, uh, and I think in everything, everywhere, all at once, Evelyn Wong, the lead character played by Michelle Yi, who does a phenomenal job in this movie, she's brilliant in this movie, challenges we as the audience to ask and answer the question. Who are we? Who are you? As you sit there, who are you? And, and at the end, she finds peace. I mean, even Jamie Lee Curtis's character, who's hilarious in this movie, you know, I love what she kind of becomes the great monster in the thing for a while. I mean, you're like, how in the world did that happen? And there you are at the end of the movie at the laundry. There's Jamie Lee Curtis and Jamie Lee Curtis is trying to be friend, trying to be helpful saying, take a few extra days, really trying to search her heart of who does she honestly want to be in this world? Well, and, and, and really, if you look at
1: Jamie Lee Curtis's character, even at the beginning, that's a miserable job. Being, oh, yeah. Having to do IRS audits and having to tell people where they're wrong and, and having to. And yet there she was. Look, I thought you were going to bring your daughter to interpret. I, I thought you were going to do this. You you seem distracted. I will give you to the end of today, come back. I mean, even as nasty as she is and as hard a job as she has, we see a little bit of that, but right. we see the softening of her, the softening of the main characters, that, that opportunity, which comes in a lot of movies, you you start to realize what you have. You need to need to, you shouldn't take for granted. It's that's a right. because we do, we all do. And it's, I think that's, what's great for movie goers is yeah. we don't have to go through all that to stop. And we watch it to our movie and you're like, I really need to go thank my wife. I really need to go thank yep. my boys. I really need to go love on because we live in a sucky world where bad
0: things happen. Yeah, I love how at the end of the movie, you know, uh, her husband, Waymond, and, and Ki-Hu Kwan couldn't have played the role any better. as oh. kind of the sweet, loving, but bumbling kind of guy. And she realizes this man loves her unconditionally. You know, that's her husband. And it's a good thing that he is her husband. And and even her daughter, Joy, you know, Stephanie Hsu does a wonderful job playing that rebellious daughter, but also the daughter who still loves her parents. You know, that you can see the hope that this child is going to be okay. She just has to get through this phase in life. But but this is where you got to wonder about the Daniels.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, to write in a, a fanny pack as a weapon. That was a little little out there. Beautiful. That was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then the weapon of mass destruction in the movie is a bagel with everything. Yeah. I mean, the everything bagel was a big thing where all of a sudden it starts to tie in everything everywhere all at once. Wait a second. Yeah. You know, all man. the circles, everything we saw yep. showing this this no beginning, no end. Yeah uh it was well done i mean again for first-time writers or at least not first-time writers but first big time writing directing they did excellent
0: yeah they did everything and oh by the way they won the academy awards for all that so well yeah this movie i think was nominated for 11 took home nine <laughs> wow. that's wow. what what can we say this
1: was a great I movie. Knew nothing about it when you told me about it i'm like what what am i gonna watch and yeah. 15 minutes in, I'm like, what in the world are you thinking? I'm going to take the schedule away from you.
0: Well, uh, was, I'm going to say very this. Good. Very we've, good. Had, we've had a handful of movies uh, that we have done here on Christ Culture and Cinema uh, where either we chose it or somebody chose it for us and we walked away going, man, I'm, I'm better for watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, Jojo Rabbit clearly <laughs> was <laughs> one of those movies. Tom Egger, well done, man. Great yeah, pick for terrible. us, you know. Um, and I would tell you, this movie is in that stratosphere. I'm, I'm better for watching it. I really am. I'd recommend it, people. This be a great, great watch, maybe uh, when Halloween even rolls around. There's, there's sort of a sci-fi... I don't know where you, where you would categorize this, but it kind of checks all the boxes.
1: I, I think this represents to me also a real change in how we need to... Be watching movies, you know. We—it's unbelievable the difference. You and I have had trouble tracking it because uh, from COVID, there's such a change now in how they produce it, release it. Where is it going? How is it going to be released? And it's easy to miss things. I—our biggest worry. I, I just heard my my son and my wife talking about people upset at Taylor Swift for the way she released her concert only to AMC. Yeah. And how they're fearful that these new movies now are going to go directly to certain movies, certain theaters, and only release it in Cinemark, in AMC. How yeah. you're not going to have a chance to watch it, your theater if you want to watch certain movies, that they're going to actually start releasing directly to theaters. Uh, we're seeing constant changes of how they do You know, the writer strike has really caused a lot of issues. Right.
0: So we're going to see a, a, an evolving uh, industry.
1: Okay. That's well, change how we're doing this.
0: I do have to share this with you. I uh, somebody oh. had sent me a meme the other day. It was Taylor Swift dressed up like Anakin Skywalker after he goes to the dark side, <laughs> and underneath it, it, it simply said "Swift Lord." I thought that was oh. brilliant. I had to send that. Had to send that to our frequent guest Dylan, yeah, who man. gave that a love. I mean, he thought that was a lot of love. But I think you're right. I, I do go. believe that is going to be one of our challenges. I you know as i look at as we as we bring to a close everything everywhere all at once um recently i wrote a, a journal article for uh, our university in texas concordia university uh about this very uh, about this very topic uh, of culture cinema uh where is this all going and i would tell you the thing that i see and i see this in a movie like like this one that People think movies are the ones moving culture in a different direction, moving culture down different roads, and, and it can have that impact. There is no doubt. But a movie like this, I think, really speaks more to reflecting where the culture is at the, the moment. Culture.
1: Yep, I and, agree with and you.
0: That's this movie. This movie, you find me somebody who's not uh, at the moment- uh, at the moment, not tied into uh, asking these existential questions. Uh, we see it all day long in our schools. We see it with the, the very people we serve. It's a real challenge for all of us, which I think brings us to our question of the day. Uh, you know, everything, everywhere, all at once really does have us questioning life decisions. You know, if you as you look at your life, What are some decisions that if you had a chance to do them over again, what would you do differently? And knowing that you can't do it differently, what are the consequences from those decisions that you've had to live with, both good and challenging? I think that's a great place for us to wrap up this wonderful movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Now, next, uh, before we get to next time, don't don't forget about leaving a rating, a review, and uh, well, of course, share this podcast with others. Uh, we appreciate you when you do that. Uh, other people find us, engage in the movie conversation along with us, and uh, we just keep on growing. So we love that. Uh, and don't forget the book, Christ, Culture, and Cinema, How Faith and Film Intersect. Uh, that's under my name and you can find that on Amazon as well as Concordia publishing house. Now, next time uh podcast going to be dropping there Halloween weekend. Uh, you know, as we look at the, what's coming up ahead. So I thought it would be really appropriate to go to a movie that although not a Halloween movie kind of had its own kind of Halloween mystique and spook about it. Uh, Next time, we're going to go to uh, the classic movie, Uh, the movie with, uh, uh, let's just say, it, Heath Ledger is maybe the most brilliant performance, uh, one best actor, uh, although he had died uh, previously to the awards. Uh, We're going to go to Batman, The Dark Knight. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. You for joining us for Christ Culture and Cinema with the doctor Jeffrey Skopak and his assistant Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.